you're listening to Nick's Not Creative, a podcast where I go around interviewing people far more creative than myself. We talk to them about their creative process, past projects, current projects, the whole nine yards. Hell, I even talk to them about their day. On today's episode, we have a very special guest, award-winning illustrator and author, Mike Carrado. Mike, how's it going? Hey, Nick. What's going on? Oh, you know, same old, same old. Uh, how is the weather in lovely Massachusetts today? It is sunny and cold. Very autumnal. Yeah, sounds, uh, sounds about right. All right, so can you give me like a really brief explanation of of you as an, as an illustrator and an author, uh, what books have you written? What has been the, tell me a little bit about you. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Uh, well, I write and illustrate a picture book series, uh, called little Elliot. Um, and there are five books in that series. The first one is little Elliot, big city. Uh, that's the most popular one. Um, and then I illustrate for other authors too. So uh, I've done All the Way to Havana for Margarita Engel, um, What If by Samantha Berger, Worm Lips Worm by J.J. Austrian. Um, yeah, and I've been a part of some compilation books that uh, usually it's like a whole bunch of illustrators in one book. So. Uh, there's an Eric Carl and Friends book called What's Your Favorite Color? And uh, next week, actually, uh, there's a new one coming out called Sunny Day and it's celebrating like the 50th anniversary of Sesame Street. Um, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's the lyrics to the, the song Sunny Day. So Interesting. So you'll have a, you said there was a compilation book though. So what other art are you're one of the artists that's featured in that, correct? Right. Yeah. So each spread is a different artist. That's awesome. Yeah. Definitely have to keep an eye out for that because uh, A, I grew up on Sesame Street and B, it'll be cool to see my cousin's artwork in a, in a book related to something that, you know, most of America has grown up with. Also, if you haven't realized, Mike, Mike is actually my cousin. Hello. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah I the... know you grew up on Sesame Street because I saw you watching it. Yeah, we grew up together. Uh, yeah, so the cat's out of the bag on that. Um, <laughs> but I'll skip over, skip over the generic question of when did you start drawing? But I'm more interested to know when did you realize this was going to be your career? Like, when did you kind of figure out the illustration was going to be your nine to five, per se? Yeah, you know, I always knew I wanted to, you know make art for a living um even even as a kid uh and then in high school i was all about comics right and it's like oh i'm definitely going to be a comic book illustrator and you know go work for marvel and be the new artist uh on x-men and uh and then i went to to college and then i i don't know my my focus kind of broadened and I was like, actually, I don't know what I want to do. I I want to do everything. And then, um, uh, so I went to Syracuse university and freshman year, uh, any visual art major, um, we all go through the same foundation 
year. So everyone has to take the same classes and then you declare your major at the end of freshman year. Um, and I was kind of like torn between communication design and illustration. And, um, I just, I just had a few teachers that said like, Oh, I, I really see you as an illustrator. And, and it, it, it seemed to make sense. Um, and so I, I focused on that in college and, uh, it was during that time that, you know, I, I would look at illustration, contemporary illustration and, um, especially the, uh, society of illustrator annuals. Like I used to pour over them and, um, kind of discovered that I was mostly drawn to picture book art. And, you know, I started reading picture books again and rediscovered my, my love of them. And, um, kind of remembered being a kid and being like, Oh, it'd be cool to make a, a children's book one day. So that became my, my focus, um, in college. And then I graduated and, you know, it's not like you get your BFA and then you go work for an illustration company. Um, mm-hmm. un- unless, you know, there are some special cases like going to work for Hallmark or something, but those are, you know, those jobs are few and far between, but <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, the ironic thing was I, I ended up studying illustration, but after I graduated, I became a graphic designer to pay the bills. Um, so I, I became an intern, like I worked for free. So I just thought of it as like free, free education, but you know, it's like a barista. Um, so putting in a, a lot of hours, but I became, you know, like a legit graphic designer eventually. And, uh, I did that for, for a while and I learned a lot doing that too. Um, but picture books was always the goal. And then I, I finally got there after like 10 years of 10 years after I graduated. Um, anyway, so that was kind of a long winded answer, but (laughs) (laughs) everything relative, right? No, it's uh, it's definitely a good way to to kind of segue into you know, a you you brought up contemporary illustrations. What what artists would you say kind of had a or were there any artists that really had like a a higher influence on you than others? Was there any people's art that really stuck out to you? You know that kind of influenced Little Elliot, Big City, or, or things of that, or, or were you kind of just yeah. you take it as you go? Yeah, I mean, uh, so for that specific time period, like being in college and looking at other illustrators, like definitely people that were influencing me were, um, Chris Van Allsburg, uh, who's very popular illustrator. And, um, people are like, Oh, I haven't heard of him, but you, you do know who he is. Uh, so like a lot of his books have been turned into movies like Jumanji and the polar express. Um, (laughs) but his, his illustration work has always inspired me. Um, and, uh, Ian Falconer, the creator of Olivia, um, those books were kind of groundbreaking for that time. Um, just in terms of style and design and, um, it was just very new then. (laughs) Um, 
And just for a point of reference, uh, I'm a little bit older than Nick. Um, I went to college between 1999 and 2003. So, yeah, um, I vividly remember going to Syracuse uh, to go visit yeah. you. And it was pouring rain every day that we were there. That sounds accurate. Yeah. 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 Um, Let's talk about your uh, your first book. You know, we've we've talked about the inspirations behind your your style of illustration and, and kind of the groundbreaking work that we've seen in, in Jumanji and, and things of that nature. Um, but little bit little Elliot Big City that came out in two thousand fourteen. That was your your first solo book. Now, where did Elliot come from? What was the inspiration behind Elliot? I mean, I know there's a bunch of Easter eggs in there with our family, but you know, where did Elliot spawned from, if that makes sense. Yeah, so Elliot um, was for a while just a, a doodle in my sketchbook. Um, and he's kind of a, a combination of uh, a stuffed elephant that my grandmother gave me when I was a baby um, and this little polka dotted elephant from the movie Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the stop animation movie from the 60s. So there's this like polka dot and elephant. Uh, it doesn't have a name. It lives on the island of misfit toys, um, which sounds like somewhere I want to live or belong. Um, <laughs> it's a pretty cool and, name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, um, so yeah, so I just used to doodle him in my sketchbook all the time. And I didn't know, like, oh, this is going to be a picture book character one day. Uh, it just made me happy, right? Um, right, right? So meanwhile, this is while I'm still working as a, a designer. And I realized after a while that I hadn't made any personal work in a long time, like a few years. And um, as a designer, it's your job to tell your client's story. Um, but there's not really a lot of telling your own story. And I, you know, I felt like I had some things I had to say. Um, <laughs> and, and so I just decided like, okay, I have to carve out some time to just make something for myself. Um, and, and I was also kind of like experimenting with a new style, which was, um, pencil on paper with digital color in Photoshop. So I went through old sketchbooks because I, I was like, I, I have all these ideas. I have years of ideas that I've never realized. Um, so I, I just picked a few doodles and I was like, okay, I'm going to like finish some of these and turn them into like actual finished pieces. And so I started with Elliot and um, the after I made the first piece and finished it in in the way that the style I've been experimenting with like finally looked good, mm -hmm. um, it was like one of the happiest moments ever. Like I just felt so excited and like relieved that you know I don't know my artistic soul wasn't dead or something like, like yeah. oh i just made something that made me smile that that means so much to me and so i just kept going like i just uh kept making 
these pieces that were based on old sketches and kind of to give myself a deadline. Um, I went to my favorite cupcake cafe, which makes sense. If you, um, have read the books, Elliot is obsessed with cupcakes, but, uh, I went, I went to the cafe and asked if I could have a show and they were like, sure. How about next month? It's like, uh huh. And they're like, how about, um, Oh, you, you've got, you've only got like, I think I had like six pieces. They're like, can you like double this for the show? I'm like, uh huh. Yep. Okay, no I can problem. totally do that. <laughs> like walk out. They're like, oh, crap. Oh, no. um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I worked a lot <laughs> that month and, um, you know, the show went really well. Uh, lots of support from friends and uh and then it was it was also cool to get customers who didn't know who I was, just people who came in the cafe and saw the work and liked it and was like, oh wow. Um kind of at the same time, uh there was um a book reading in town. I was living in Seattle at the time, and Peter Brown, who was another person that kind of uh inspired me at that time, um He was doing a reading at a local bookshop Uh, and there's this organization called SEBWI, the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. Um, And they're an international organization. They have some regional uh, chapters and I'd gone to the Western Washington one like once or twice. So uh, anyway, so I go to this book reading and I ran into some people that I knew from uh, the org. And, mm-hmm. um, one of the illustrators that was there, Jamie Tamaric, she, she said, Oh, you have to go to, you know, the big international conference in New York. Um, it happens every winter and, um, they have a big portfolio show and all of the art directors and editors and agents in New York city are invited to come and browse through portfolios. Um, and it's juried. And, um, so that's like the, one of the big draws of the conference. And then of course there are like workshops and lectures and, you know, amazing guest speakers. And so it's like, okay, you know, maybe I'll try to do this thing. Um, you know, I, I'm on my five-year plan. Like, okay, I need to make this happen. Like I need to start making contacts and, um, so because of this show that I just threw together, I now had a portfolio of, you know, really new, fresh work that I, I, I liked. <laughs> so I went to the conference. It was like a month later. I went to the conference, portfolio in hand, and you have to drop off the portfolio. Like you're not allowed to hang out with it and like, you know, chat up the art directors because that would no one would want to come. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. So you, you leave the portfolio out there and there's like this whole evening that people come and, and schmooze, like the industry comes and, and checks everything out. And then usually they like, they start leaving at a certain hour and then the artists are allowed to come back in. Um, so yes, they whoosh, they disappear quickly. Um, and then, 
So that's like the beginning of the weekend. At the very end of the weekend, they announced the winner of the show, and my portfolio won the show. And I was like kind of flabbergasted, like, I'm sorry, what <laughs> what just happened? Um and you know, I, I don't there are like a few hundred portfolios too, so it's not like the odds were in my favor. So it was just a really amazing moment because all of a sudden my work was in the spotlight and virtually overnight, like my inbox filled up with messages from art directors and editors and agents. And it was just, it was crazy. Like I couldn't really, you couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. It was happening. (laughs) Uh, so all that led to my first book deal, like, um, eventually like I, I signed with an agent first who I'm still with Brenda Bowen. And, um, we kind of took meetings with all of these interested editors and she, you know, knows everyone in publishing. So she got me a few other meetings. So anyway, we ended up going with, um, Laura Godwin at Macmillan who offered me a three book deal, which was also insane (laughs) because it's like at that time anyway, it's like, Oh, this just is not done. (laughs) But it, yeah, it was just so, so amazing. Anyway, I can't even remember what the question was, but (laughs) no, I mean, uh, one thing just kind of blurs into another in life. Right. So it's like, Oh, but honestly, it it was great. It definitely, kind of showed how far Elliot came from, you know, the the show that you had at your favorite cupcake store in Seattle to now having a, a three book deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know, it's funny how it's like it everything starts with baby steps, right? Like nothing just happens. You know, and it's funny because oftentimes people have said like, oh wow, you're like this overnight success. You just like showed up at this conference and then like few days later you've got like a book deal and i'm like yeah um <laughs> i've been drawing yeah. elliot for years thank you <laughs> yeah it's like yeah those few days plus like 10 plus years of work and pulling my hair out trying to figure out what i'm doing so <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> a very long overnight success but yeah well, all right. So we've we've talked a little bit about little uh, big city, but since then you've had four other books within that series. So yeah. you were you had a three book deal, and then you must have obviously gotten two other ones on top yeah, of that. It's just how did that how did that come about? What was the what was the play by play, if you will? <laughs> well, I mean, just my my editor was just down for more books, um, and it was kind of as simple as that. Um, and I mean, I had, I had lots of ideas. I still have more ideas. We're kind of giving, um, Elliot a break for now so that I can work on some other things. Um, but it it just means so much to have a supportive editor and publisher that, you know, believes in your work. Um, so, you know, there could be more in the future, like who knows? Yeah. Um, well, speaking of uh, you know, other books that you've illustrated and the other books that you were the illustrator on, you know, what's it like? Yeah, and we talked about this a little bit with you know us, you working in a graphic design setting where you were telling the client story. 
what's it like illustrating for a story that's not originally your idea? And this is kind of goes for both, you know, graphic design and then illustrating picture books. Yeah. You know, um, it's funny because my, my graphic design brain has come in handy a lot. Um, when approaching picture books for a lot of reasons, like, uh, and this doesn't really answer the question that you just asked, but, um, just as an example, like type is so, is such a big thing, right? I'm I'm a total Mm -hmm. typography nerd and I've really brought that into my books. Like, um, so just basic things like leaving room for type and an illustration, it's kind of a big deal in book design and, um, and I've gotten to like design my own book covers, um, like do all the hand type for the title and fun stuff like that. Um, but anyway, sorry, I'm getting away from the original question. So, uh, but, totally but, fun. but also design, my design brains helped with like working on, yeah, someone else's story. It's like, okay, this is someone else's vision. And I need to come up with a solution to communicate this story. Um, the difference is that uh, I do get to bring a bit more of myself into it. Like it's it's the illustrator's job to take the author's work mm-hmm. and um, add to it, right? It, like that's just the beginning. Like just having the words is just the beginning of making this book, obviously an essential part of it, but, um, the illustrator should be bringing even more to the project. Um, like, like adding a whole other dimension. Um, so illustrations in a picture book shouldn't just be repeating what's in the text. It should be adding to what's in the text. Um, yeah, it's giving it more depth, per se. Right, right. Um, you know, and and we often say, like, show, don't tell, right? Um, <laughs> so sometimes also there's a bit of editing that, that goes on even during the illustration process where it's like, oh, you know what? We're already showing this in the image. Like, we don't need to say this in the text. Um which is why when I'm writing my books, like my, my text is very spare because I try to say as much as I can in the pictures. Um, Cause these are, these are books for emerging readers, right? So um, most people that are reading these books haven't really mastered the art of reading yet. So they're relying on the pictures to like fill in the, the blanks for them really. Yeah, um, to try and give them, you know, more of an idea of what's actually going on within the story. Right, right. Um, and also, you know, the illustration should be um, kind of resonating within the reader. Like, it should be stirring up some feelings of, of, of some sort, right? Um, <laughs> so... It's interesting. It's just interesting, like the abstract effect that artwork can have on a viewer, um, and I think it can reach people in a way that um, words can't always, and vice versa. Like words can have an effect on us that um, just seeing it 
it, it just it's it's different. I don't know if that makes any sense, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it definitely is. I mean, you know, if you look back to or kind of going back to when we were kids, you know, seeing the artwork of the like original X Men runs as opposed to you know Marvel in like the mid nineteen nineties, where you know everything was a lot more grittier and you know had a, had a heavier tone to it, but the the artwork from when we were growing up definitely conveyed a, another story on top of what we were seeing within the text. So I definitely understand what, what you're saying with, you know, art gives you a, a more deeper understanding of what's actually going on, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you told me a story years ago about you traveling down to Cuba for one of the books that you helped illustrate on, uh, all the way headed to, to Havana. Um, I'm still so mind blown about the <laughs> you know it's the fact I that you're able to go down um, yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's just so cool um so if, for those of you who don't know the the book all the way to havana is a story of a cuban family driving their old car into the city of havana now mike you were able to go into to cuba to kind of get more of a first person perspective on the cuban car culture and then the cuban way of life what was that like yeah, you know, um, the timing of this book was really something because um, we signed the deal and then almost immediately, like the Obama administration was like, you know what, we're going to um, chill a little bit about Cuba, everyone. And um, while while it wasn't like permissible for all Americans to go, um, kind of the list of reasons why you could go broadened a little bit. Um, and then there were like direct flights from the U S. Um, so it was a great window of opportunity for me because I was able to go down there and, you know, I claimed, um, uh, journalistic research. Um, so I went down to Havana and I stayed with, uh, the author's cousins who run, uh, it's kind of like a, state-sanctioned bed and breakfast kind of Airbnb situation called the Casa Particular. Uh, so, and my, one of my illustration friends from college, Eric Ledesma came with me. Um, he speaks fluent Spanish and I do not. <laughs> so, uh, so that was like so helpful because, um, you know, he was not just like a translator, but, also is an amazing artist and um, could really help me explain to people like what's going on and um, also helped me, you know, photograph. Like we took thousands of photographs because also I didn't really know. It's not like I sketched out the book and was like, okay, I'm going to now, these are the things that I want to like draw on the book and let's just go there and take some pictures. I mean, I had no idea. Um, and, you know, there, there are just some things that, you know, Google, a Google search uh, can only get you so far, right? Yeah. Um, especially yeah. when it's, I mean, the, the book is about this car, right? The car is the main character. This this kid that travels in the car is the main character. But also, like, Havana and Cuba are characters in this book. Like, um, that's what it's all about. It's all about the culture there. Um, and so it, I just really felt like I had to go experience that. Um, and it, it's not like the publishers sent me down there. I mean, that was like on my own dime, really. 
Um, but it was important to me because I wanted to get it right. Because, you know, you know, I'm not Cuban. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's like, okay, I'm going to make the author is Cuban. Um, but, you know, it's like, well, I should at least experience the culture firsthand if I'm, if it's my job to like try to represent it authentically. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it wasn't just about like gathering reference material. It was really about learning and experiencing the culture. Um, and you know, I was only there for a week, so I'm, it's, it's not like I'm now an expert on Cuba, but, um, I guess as an American going there, I felt like, okay, now I'm in a better position to try to like explain this to folks here. Yeah. And, and try and I, represent it a little bit better with, with the yeah. illustrations. And of course, like I didn't, I didn't send anything finished to the publisher without running it past the author to make sure like, is this looking authentic? Like, is there anything that does not belong? Is there anything that's missing? Um, so she was able to speak to that. So it was definitely a, a team effort. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I own all of the books that, you know, obviously through my grandmother and then through my mother, you know, I've, I've kind of acquired all of the books that you've, you've published so far, but you know, I think all the way to Havana has, has kind of stuck out to me more. I feel like the the illustrations and just the stylistic choices that you've you've made within that book are are different than what we would see in Little Elliot and like what you've showed me for future projects that you're working on. You know, and, and it was really cool to to see that and to really hear the the joy in your voice of you explaining to me this experience that you had had. You know, and this was years ago. You know, I think we were actually in. Uh, Aunt Luann's like living room or, or kitchen as we talked about this, yeah. this grand adventure that you had had. Um, but it, it's always cool to to talk to people that have had these experiences and then have the the job to represent these these cultures that we don't really know as much as we would like to know about. So yeah, yeah. no, I mean, if you, if you haven't read all the way to Havana, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's it's awesome. Even as a, I think I was like 21, <laughs> 21 years as I was reading it, maybe even 22. Uh, but definitely check that out. Now, Mike, I know we've talked about stuff that you have that we should be looking forward to. What what's, what project are you most excited that you are releasing in the next couple years or something that you're working on now that that's, you're really excited about? What should we be looking forward to? Yeah, well, there are a few things coming up. Um, there's a new picture book out next summer called Power of One, written by Trudy Ludwig. Um, and my graphic novel, my young adult graphic novel is coming out next September. And, um, I've been working on that for years <laughs> and I can't believe it's, I'm almost finished with it. I'm wrapping it up right now. Um, so it's, it's like really different from anything I've done before. Um, artistically, um, content wise, uh, so that, that'll be a trip <laughs> when that comes okay. out. Um, and, you know, I, and I get to fulfill my childhood dreams of, of making comics, right? Just Yeah, exactly. Everything comes full circle. Yeah, it's definitely like not X-Men, but I do make a lot of X-Men references for like fellow comic nerds out there. Um, 
I would be very surprised if you didn't make as many X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you, you have. Very cool. All right. Well, uh, Mike, thank you again for, for being on the show. It was, uh, it was a blast to have you. And I, hopefully we'll get to see you within the next couple of months. Uh, it has been too long. But thank you again, Mike yeah. Rada, for being on the show. And we will talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Nick. Well, that's the end of this episode. If you liked what you heard and want to know a little bit more about Mike, go check out his site at MikeCarrado.com. That being said, the graphic novel we were talking about at the end of this episode is called Flamer, and will be out by September 2020. If you just can't wait that long, you know, maybe go check out his books at a local bookstore near you. Till next week, this is Nick's Not Creative.